something I think often to myself about is the illusion of multitude, you know? It's that it's just like a, if I open up my Instagram and I try to look for popular music, or if I, you know, I'm searching for a car and I try to find the best car, I'm going to see a few, you know, a few options, what looks like a few options, but actually you're seeing, you know, two, three, maybe four companies that have actually been in the game for so long that they practically invented it and you know we're fresh and we're new you know us youngsters we don't really know too much about things and when we experience things we feel like you know the world is revolving around us of course so this must be new to us this must be new to everybody but in fact it's the same people that have constantly that are constantly being fed to us over and over again like you know if you talk about hip-hop there's like 10 rappers that have been the biggest in the world for a few years now and that's the way it is but it's not the way that real life is like if you go around your local town or your local venue or wherever you live and you start talking to people you'll find hundreds if not thousands of aspiring musicians everywhere because all it takes to be a musician today anyways is to you know get some cheap there's even free beat making programs you know or something starts sampling stuff and that's it and you're going you know you're making music or art right graphic art you could just get like a photoshop or whatever you know little amateur editing tool you can maybe throw down a few bucks for it yo sorry about this noise by the way i'm making granola making granola anyways so yeah that's my main point today is that we need to remember that the real world is full of so many opportunities and the things that we're shown are from a select few because they just have the most money basically to buy our newsfeed and to buy the attention of our newsfeed you know for Facebook they'll compete let's say I drop a new track and I want to promote it right and I put $30 on it you know maybe a thousand people will see it but the amount of time that it will be exposed in their feed let's say i'm paying i have a dollar per click there's companies that will pay ten thousand dollars for one click for someone to click on their shit one time so that's the world that we're living in you know add to the fact there that there's forty thousand new tracks uploaded to spotify every day and there's already 400 million tracks on there so yeah that's what I think about the illusion of multitude. The illusion of multitude. It's pretty fascinating, isn't it? You know, when you think to yourself, everything's different. I'm a free person. I work for my money and I get to choose it how I want, right? That's what we all love thinking, right? That's what keeps us going. That, you know weekend that long weekend in the bahamas or some crazy trip on some weekend that's gonna let us deal with all the pressure of coping with the shit that we put ourselves through you know only to get that to get that one thing you know it's gonna make it everything everything's gonna be better if i just i just get that one promotion or i just i just need that bigger tv you know i think i think a lot of people are stuck in that mentality i oftentimes find myself chasing after these objectives that i uh, set for myself and i kind of get lost in the sauce so to speak you know this reminds me of a time actually when i was in thailand and uh over in thailand uh for everyone listening to this who's been in thailand you're gonna know what i'm talking about anyways 
Thailand has an absurd amount of AM PMs inside of it. When you're inside of any city, there's literally seven AM PMs in a 100 meter radius or 100 yards for all my American friends in America. But anyways, so many AM PMs and basically your choice is which AM PM would you like to go to, right? Which kind of makes us <laughs> feel like, uh, you know, we don't really have a free choice after all. But what I'm getting at is actually the whole Thailand situation. It, it just basically is the same thing we have over here in the westernized world. But over there, it's just a little bit easier to see and a little bit more obvious. But over here, let's say that, you know, you're debating what to get and you, you kind of look what's open. Do I want to get Pizza Hut or Domino's? Do I want to get McDonald's or Burger King? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. And, you know, a lot of the times products that will be in stores will oftentimes be different variations from the same company. Just like if you think that you're buying an Infinity when you're not giving your money to uh, Nissan, right? Nis Infinity is a sub company of Nissan, but you're not buying a Nissan, you're buying an Infinity, right? It's the illusion of multitude. It's like basic marketing tricks to just make us feel like we have free choice, but in actuality, we're kind of, you know, left uh, with not that many options on the table. It's pretty interesting. You know, and I want to talk about why, why, why is everything like this? Why do we have this whole mentality of constantly creating at the lowest possible price and selling high? Like, where did this whole kind of capitalistic rush come from? And from from what I've uh, just personally read up about, you know, the situation in the, in the modern uh, world, I think that in 1908, with Henry Ford's invention of the the Model T, right, where he could afford to pay his workers $5 per day instead of 20 cents per day, each worker, he changed the history of the world, basically, forever. But the only problem with that is that today we're living in such a different world that the same mentality of let me try to find the least skilled laborer, let me try to find the person that will do this task at the minimum level that's po that's passable for the least amount of pay. And the second that I actually find someone that can do that job for cheaper, I dispose of my current employee and replace it with something cheaper, you know, and uh, why is that a problem? Because uh, hopefully you've been reading a little bit about where our world is with technology, but, you know, there's even banks nowadays where you walk in and uh, your face is scanned and you're told what cash register to go to, uh, what register to go to, and when you get there, they already have your information. You don't even need to to wait in lines and all these crazy things, right? The teller doesn't need to sift through the information to find yours. Technology is making our lives easier and easier. And the downside of that is that we have to give up more and more permission, right? You have to give permission. It's just like when you download an app onto your phone, you give it permission, right? Let's say you want to upload a photo to Instagram, you give it permission to go through your photos. Now, every single photo you take and every single photo you've ever taken, including the geolocation, the time, the temperature, you know, the automatic uh, tags for your pictures, what type of clothes you're wearing, all types of crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. The metadata, the data about the data is extracted. And that's what's actually worth the money in today's economy. So this factory mentality, it just doesn't, it doesn't fit anymore, especially given the fact that 
today's generation, right? Let's say I'm 24. I just turned 24 a few days ago. Uh, so basically, you know, today's generation, I want to be my own boss. I want to make my own money. I want to be happy. I want to be busy, but not too busy. I want to have kids and raise them, but also have a career. And I want all of that to be possible also from my computer and working abroad. That kind of summarizes the young entrepreneur mentality, I think, that I've been hearing among amongst my peers and my, my ambitious peers in our 20s is that we realize now how many different ways of making money there are basically in the world. You can make a career from basically anything if you play your cards right, if you're in the right place at the right time, if you have the right connections, if you specialize, and if you have good branding. That's why branding is so important. That's why being able to tell your story is so important. Like if someone asks me, who do you want to be remembered as, you know, first thing I want to remember as, you know, I can tell you just from me talking right now, sitting in my room and talking, making this podcast for you to listen. Hopefully I can affect your day and make it more positive. It's so easy for me to see ever since I've been young, I've cared so much about others. It just, it, it gives me something that nothing else can, knowing that someone else is having a little bit better of a day after they listen to what I have to say. Even if they disagree with me, maybe I made them maybe potentially, you know, shake up an old belief. And because I think that's also critical, you know, every belief that you have, if you can't put it to the test, it's not worthy of even being inside of your head of carrying it onto your life. You know, that's why we always have to be having these discussions, always have to be questioning our beliefs. And also because the world is changing constantly. Like the technology thing, that's crazy. You know, we can't be using the same mentality that Henry Ford used in 1908 that got him rich, that got that factory mentality, because soon enough, all those basic manual jobs will be done by robots anyways. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be done by robots, literally. At one point, even my, my favorite thing to do, I love DJing. I love reading a crowd. Reading a crowd is one of my favorite parts of DJing. I'm actually going to have a separate podcast about what I think about DJing in another episode. But reading a crowd is one of my favorite, favorite things. It's behavioral psychology. It's beautiful. And, I, you know, I was on Reddit and I saw someone saying in 25 years from now, robots will be able to DJ just from scanning our faces and seeing our emotions. And then everything they play, let's say they play a fast song and the reaction isn't as expected, then they'll change course according to the facial reactions from their constant scanning and they can learn and adapt. That's that's AI. And that's potentially where the world is going and going, growing and growing, growing and going to. So that's something that, you know, I think it's important to be mindful of is where do we fit into this world in the future also? Because we have to be thinking ahead 20, 30 years, 5, 10, 20, 30 years from now. Where are we going to be? So anyways, you know, that's a little food for thought. I'm going to wrap this up. So thanks for listening. This is the second episode of Music and Life Talks with Gaiku. If you've gotten this far, thank you so, so much for listening. It really means the world to me. And it lets me know that, you know, we're not alone in the world. We can talk to each other. We can connect. And, yeah, it makes me feel vulnerable every time that I choose to speak my beliefs like this. But that's what makes me bigger. It makes me stronger. And, honestly, I love you. Wherever you are, whoever you are listening, thank you so much for taking the time from your day to listen. And I hope that you'll join me for Podcast 3 on Music and Life Talks with Gaiku. Much love.